the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. You fell asleep in my car. I drove the whole time, but that's okay. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. Let's talk about the markets, Mr. O'Hare. Interesting four or five days since we last talked. Yeah, hi, Rob. It uh, sure has been. It's been really actually kind of just crazy uh, the way things have uh, unfolded and yesterday was uh was certainly no exception so it's interesting because um i've heard more than one market commentator say that yesterday was just weird you called it crazy we saw things like um verizon opening down 10 12 percent makes no sense they have no exposure to asia uh People felt like yesterday was like kind of a flash crash. Do we know what happened yesterday? Yeah, you know, I I don't think we do know in, entirely. I mean, what I've have read some reports. I think someone described it as a, a thousand different flash crashes taking place. You know, at the open there versus just one broad one like we saw um, <clears throat> a while back. But um, clearly, there were some price discovery issues and. Um, and it just created some, you know, some real havoc there at the open. And, um, you know, from my perspective is, you know, my judgment of what took place yesterday is really the the, 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 the casualty in all this, I think, is the, you know, retail investor psychology. Um, you know, what transpired yesterday was not comforting by any means, even though we came back considerably from those opening lows. We then, of course, rolled over late in the day. But you, know, you get whipsaw action like that at a time when there's a whole lot of headline noise that's uh oriented around some uh some fear factors that uh that generate a lot of commentary suggesting you know things could really collapse um that's not the type of thing you want to see and it's certainly not good for the investor's mindset with that said i spent my lunch yesterday thinking you know not what's on the menu but what stocks should be on my menu what i should be looking for because I like buying in down markets. Um, was there capitulation yesterday, or should I should I hold off a little bit in your mind? Did, did you see enough that you want to like make a statement? Well, there's certainly if you just look at the the volume, it was the second highest uh, value day uh, traded ever. You know, when you take into account you know the level of stock prices and the amount of volume that was flowing through, um, the only uh, day higher than that, I think, was the day that uh, Lehman uh, went declared bankruptcy. Um, and certainly what we saw between September 18, 2008 and March 6, 2009, um, 
you know, implied that there was still more downside, you know, before things bottomed out. We could still see some more downside here. Um, I think that what you do is, is kind of what, you, what you've suggested. I mean, you, you take a step back and you realize that, you know, uh, there might be some opportunities here to, to scale into some positions with, a, you know, having a longer-term mindset. Um, you know, I was asked in an interview yesterday, you know, what, you know, how should a retail investor look at things here? And I think, I think retail investors should, in large part, look at it as if they were like a a shopper. You know, I mean, we don't we don't look at a retailer saying, "Hey, we're selling at full price," and feel like, "Yeah, we want to rush into that store and buy what they have." You know, we wait for this retailer to come out and say, you know, things are thirty, forty, fifty percent off, and then we get excited, and then we think we're getting, right. you know, picking up a good good buying opportunity here. And so you have a lot of stocks that um, basically allow longer-term oriented investors to essentially come in at a lower cost basis than they would have seen, you know, six weeks ago, six months ago, and a year ago. Um, and uh, and that could be advantageous over the longer term. Today we see China cutting interest rates. And I do a segment on television, and I call it winners and losers, and I'm calling it a loser, thinking, again, the market's rallying because the basically the Federal Reserve of China is cutting interest rates. That's not a reason to rally. It means things are bad, economically speaking, or it means that things are artificially being stimulated, uh, or not artificially, but um, economically being st- stimulated or engineered. Are, are you with me on that? Am I barking up the right tree? Like. I am with you on that, and I think that's been pretty much, you know, one of the, the major drivers of this recent selling we've seen around the globe is that the mind sh- the mindset has shifted. You know, when you see these central banks introduce new policy stimulus three, four, five years ago, it was seen as an expedient to help, you know, drive economic growth. Uh, at this juncture, you, you haven't seen the, the data corroborate what they're doing, and so to do it now after having been so accommodated for six years and having pumped trillions of dollars of liquidity into the market and still not getting, um, you know, any real, you know, economic momentum, sustainable economic momentum to speak of. I do think that um, a move like the, the People's Bank of China did today is a message of weakness, not a message of strength. And it I'm going to be really curious to see how the Shanghai Composite reacts to that come Wednesday. This news was announced after the market closed there. And, and I could see the Shanghai Composite, you know, popping pretty good, but I don't know if it's going to end up being a sustainable move because uh, really it is a reflection of economic weakness uh, that they're having to do this. This is the fifth interest rate cut since November. And if you take into account, you know, where we got to with the prior four rate cuts, it's hard to have a lot of confidence that this fifth rate cut is going to be the real difference maker there. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist with Briefing.com, is that where we are? You know, yesterday I was trying to, I had a a message of hope for people. The United States is low unemployment, or not low, but it's okay. We've got low oil that should help our consumer. The United States uh, has you know, economic policies in place that have been there for a while to stimulate growth, uh, low inflation on top of that. And China seems to be having the weakness. Should I should I be given a message of hope? Not, I'm not going to say on the stock market, but I'm like, go small cap, go Russell 2000 right now. Like, hide in the U.S. if you need to, but don't panic. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, what we see here in the United States is, 
steady, if not spectacular growth, right? So we, so the stability is something to be lauded. Uh, it's not something you're seeing uh, in China, certainly. Um, and so that is a good thing. And you do make some good points. I mean, you do have you know, higher levels of employment. You've got a housing market that looks to be, you know, gaining some steam here. That's a good thing. I mean, certainly auto sales are through the roof these days. Uh, so there are pockets of the economy that are certainly doing quite well here in the United States. And if you do want to divorce yourself from all of the things that are going on in China and emerging markets, um, then, yeah, you know, you stay concentrated in in these domestic issues. Um you know, I think right now at this juncture, given what is taking place, you want to make sure you've got liquidity. And so you might want to orient uh, things more toward larger cap domestic-oriented issues, right? You know, take like a name like maybe like CVS Health as a drugstore company, consumer staple sector, um, not particularly volatile, but, um, you know, you're going to have plenty of liquidity to help you get out of a position if you just ultimately can't stomach the volatility there. Um, so just something to bear in mind, but I think the overarching point is correct in that um, the U.S. is is standing out really is probably, you know, it's the better place to be right now, and I think that's going to ultimately help kind of settle things down here in this market, even though, even if China continues to suffer some of the, um, the, the extreme selling we've been seeing of late. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, I read his uh, page one morning brief every day to start my day at briefing.com. Anything else that you want to add as far as things that you're seeing that you think might be helpful for people to get some perspective? Yeah, you know, what I saw that, uh, this morning, what I liked seeing was that markets in Europe and even the S&P futures here were, were bouncing back. They were trading noticeably higher here even before the People's Bank of China uh, cut its interest rates. And, and I think what that was starting to suggest really is that market participants were realizing with this sell-off, you know, that what's going on in China's stock market is is still different from what's going on in China's economy. I mean, China's economy is slowing down, but China's stock market is the bubble that has popped, right? And that's why you're getting such extreme selling pressure there. And they're going to continue to have to deal with that. What we deal with is the slowdown in China that's going to help or it's going to impede earnings growth, and that's why you're seeing some of this downward adjustment here. But the speed at which these losses came in the United States and around the globe uh, are now looking, are now forcing people to, to think that, you know, in more of a bargain hunting mindset. And I think they're starting to settle down a little bit, realizing that, um, you know, things are slower, but they're not terrible, and there are some good long term buying opportunities out there um, for U.S. investors in spite of all of this uh, nonsense we've seen of late. So question for you, and we'll wrap up on this. Um, where do you think we go from here? And I, when people ask me that question, I instantly go, well, I'd be careful of like Tesla and Amazon. I'd be careful of Netflix, the high-flying stocks. Yeah. But I would be very opportunistic on companies with PEs at, at 12 mm-hmm. versus the market at 15. Like I, I, I don't answer the question directly. I refuse yeah. to because I don't know. Any thoughts from you on where do we go from here? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, what we might have seen is really a, a reset of the trading range, and it's a lower reset. So maybe now we we move sideways between 1900 and 2000 for a bit here because we still are looking for some clarity on the Fed's um, uh, way of thinking and, you know, what they're going to do with, with the Fed funds rate. Um, so probably we just have a lower trading range than we did before, but uh, you do have some underlying 
uh, valuation support there with this sell-off, uh, which has brought the PE multiple in the S&P 500 basically back in line with its 15-year historical average. So probably going to see things steady out here a little bit, just at a lower trading range. Thanks so much. It's Patrick O'Hare. He's got an opinion. He's with Briefing.com, Chief Market Strategist. After days like yesterday, opinions and insights and thoughts are super critical. You need to develop your own, but he's got a good start for you at Briefing.com. It's Briefing.com. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.